profanities like off uh, bounds. Uh, yeah, 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 yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> probably yes. But I'm okay if you spot the occasional I'll, I'll, word. I'll, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. <laughs> just say like just replace, replace word substitution. Yes. Instead of Top instead blocks. of saying say say freaking, you know, or duck. Is that duck. Still not duck. Okay. Ah, <laughs> duck. Welcome to the fourth episode of Terrible Ideas Podcast, where we talk about ideas in all fields related, <laughs> relating to the arts, social sciences, and the humanities. Yes. Today I have with me Ivano, Ben, and James. Hi guys. No. Hi. No. Don't we get like time to introduce ourselves? <laughs> Bruh, okay, okay, would you guys like to introduce yourself? No, it's a no format. Right, Ivano, introduce yourself. Yeah. Yo. Hi. Who, who are, what are you? What are you, is are you? A, are you an animal? Are you a dog? What, who, what's your spirit animal? My spirit animal, a ferret. I'd Why? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. It's like, it's like long. And I'm a furry. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, Exposed. Uh, Ivano coming out 2020. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was a joke. Please, don't stop me. <laughs> no. No, oh my god. That is like interesting. Ferrets. I just like ferrets and they are illegal here in Singapore. So. Well, you like them because they are illegal. It's like the... It's, the it devil, has that mysterious you know, vibe. Oh. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about that, like, because psychology, right? Do you guys think like if something like if some if there's something that you uh you are like not able to do or like there's something that other people ask you not to do, does it like tempt you to want to try to do it? What do you think I Ivano and <laughs> I'm sorry. And and like the the rest of you I guess. Does does like uh other people preventing you from doing something make you like want to rebel and do it more that kind of feeling hello say something okay okay, okay you're the host okay so uh, uh, okay that's a, that's a very pretty interesting question I think it's also a very p- interesting phenomenon for a lot of people is the the want to rebel against authority right uh, if you're asking uh, like to me personally I don't I, I, don't, I don't think I am that kind of person who want to do something because I'm being told that I'm not allowed to do it. Uh, personally, I am. Uh, I I prefer not getting into trouble by keeping to rules and stuff. You know. Oh, such a nice, such a nice boy. Of course. Ivano. On the <laughs> contrary, on the contrary. Not <laughs> me. Wow, flaming Ben here. Uh, but but like deep inside, I I know that if someone tells me to do something, it makes me not want to do it. I know that, but I will still. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I mean, logically like, makes sense. Yeah. If I'm studying, right? Oh, when I was studying. Flex. But when I'm studying at least, uh, and then uh, uh, maybe uh, I'll, I'll, cause I'll be studying because I have the motivation to do something. Yeah, let's study. Let's get that good grades. Get that bread. And then, and then, and then my mom just comes in and is like, Yo, are you studying? You have to study here. And it makes me like, I already am. Why are you telling me? <laughs> I just don't want to study anymore. 
know that kind of feeling. Yeah. It's like you, you, you had the motivation yourself, but then it's taken away by someone telling you to do it. It's Ooh. a very weird thing I, for me. Yeah. Honestly, it is partially due to like how our brains work. Like, it's sort of how when we are faced with this conflict challenge, it's like our brains just automatically go, I'm challenged. It just, it's the fight of flight instinct basically, where it's like, it just goes, I'm either going to fight the instinct, or I'm just going to run away from here. It involves that, it re- does result in that conflicting, like, issues. Disclaimer, I am not a psychology expert. <laughs> That's a psychology uh, enthusiast. Enthusiast. Apparently, I can't pronounce, I pronounce my words either. It's alright, you, okay, you okay, give okay. us the content. Yes. Fight or flight responses. Yeah. Personally, yeah. personally, because like all my life, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm probably definitely more of a rebel than you two. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, From one look like at your the, music when we know. From the last like podcast episode and everything, and and don't worry, I'll I'll connect this to the cats and dogs discussion very succinctly. Alright, just just watch, just watch. <laughs> yeah, so like, like even in sports school, oh my god, I used to, I used to uh go into this computer lab which we weren't allowed to go into, like, because I I don't know, I was just I was just curious, you know, I I just had this, you know, this this adrenaline shot. For me, it's like um, it's it's like a an adrenaline shot where if somebody tells me oh you can't do that or like oh uh you shouldn't do that or whatever it just like compels me to like break into the computer room <laughs> and just like use it as my lounge room yeah um um <laughs> i got i got like you shouldn't give me a thousand dollars i i i got like scolded for it also but, like you know <laughs> yeah but, but i guess i guess like curiosity killed the cat right uh, okay Satisfaction brought it back. Yes. I mean, like, yeah. there is it's an interesting phenomenon, like, sorry for cutting you the time. It's okay. It's like, uh, cognitive dissonance, when basically, it's like how smokers, like, they're aware of, like, the harm that smoking brings, but then they're just like, I'm just gonna smoke more. But for me, it's not really, like, harm or something, though. Like, I question the validity of, like, authority, you know? I question, like, why? Why is you? Why is what you say, like, uh, why? Why should it affect me or something like that? You know what I mean? I don't know how to English mm. my my London not good, but you know. I mean, that's a whole different psychological effect. Yeah, and that's kind of the reason. That's kind of a reason I'm a cat person as well, Ooh. because like <laughs> transition. <laughs> because <laughs> transition. Oh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, because like. I think I think most people are dog people, right? And they're always like, "Oh, dogs are so cute" or something. But other people like saying that dogs are whatever. It makes me question the validity of that opinion, you know. Actually, so, like, a dog. Yes, I have a dog. I have Shut a up, <laughs> And 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 so it has turned me to the dark side. <laughs> You're a cat person. What? Yeah. So you don't what like you? you don't like dogs because they're cute. Yeah. Or like they're socially no. known to be cute. Because because they're popular, you know, I'm that I'm that kid. I'm but that cats kid. are popular no, no. too. <laughs> aren't, cats, aren't cats equally popular? Yeah. Really? Are they? Actually, I don't yes, know. Yeah. I know. Are like, you guys dogs or dog or cat people? Cat people. I'm, I mean, I'm a dog person. I'm obviously biased here. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> as in like, as in like, you like dogs or cats, or you like you 
identify with a dog. Which you prefer? Uh, it can be, it can go both ways. It can go both ways. I think we should we should like prefer whether we prefer it. Pref- preferences, I I'd say cats. Yes. I'd I'd mm. say cats. It's why why yeah, cats? Yeah, y'all you you guys are like cat people. I get the vibe. You guys like you guys like the cat movie. That why? No. Watch the cat movie. Yeah. yeah so today we're just gonna talk briefly about psychology. And also, at the end, we might link it to music, which is going to be like our next episode. Woo! Okay. It is. Yes. Alright. So, our first prompt is, um, like, just a discussion about how you think um, tastes change over time. We can talk about, like, the example of music in particular. Like, do you think your music tastes have evolved over time, like, from when you, when you were a child? Or, yeah, until now. Okay. Would you like yeah. to start? Sure. Uh, like, yeah, I don't think that it has changed over time, definitely. Because, I mean, you're exposed to more music over time. You're exposed to just more things over time, like, even if it's food, you, ex- you experience more food, more cultures. Music, you, you listen to different genres, especially since the music scene itself is also developing, and it's like so many things, are, so many new things are being developed now. Definitely, it has changed for me. I like, I went from Let's say I went from like generic pop to be to like I had a bit of an EDM phase in between. And I had a yeah, I had a bit of an EDM phase and yeah, I had a bit of an emo phase somewhere. MCR phase. I had an emo phase, but it wasn't MCR. Yeah. Oh no. It wasn't MCR. Uh, oh thank god. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, I had a little bit of emo phase in between and then I went back to Joji. Joji. Oh no. Interesting. Yeah. Slow down. Okay, but to play the devil's advocate here, like, um, you say that, that's my dog, you say that music, our, our taste change over time, right? No, no, our, as we grow older, bruh, bruh, <laughs> okay, wait, let me restart. Yes, I, I see why you are cat people. Definitely, I agree that we, as we grow older, we are exposed to more, like, cultural, like, media and, and stuff, like, be it food, art, or music, right? But, um, how would that link or like explain the fact that our preferences also change? Like just because we're exposed to more things, you know. Like, I know it, someone who is sorry, yeah, go on. I it does have sort of have to do with the way our our brains like just develop. Mm. I mean like so when you're young you could be like, Hey, I don't like this because my brain is developed to think in a certain way. But then as you grow up you're just like, actually this is some cute stuff. I think with music, like, the specific uh, phenomena, oh yeah, so, okay, anyway, but <laughs> the, the specific phenomena is, like, to do with perception, you know, you guys, do you guys know about the book Remembering Babylon? Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Literature you know, the, the, uh, Benjamin, yes, the, the book about perception, yep, <laughs> yep, yep, we are going there. How by looking from different perspectives, like the the beauty of nature and the beauty of the world can change, you know. So like there there were characters who like because uh they were using their uh British way of looking at Australia, which was like this new country, they couldn't really see the beauty in it. But then we have this other character called Jemmy. <laughs> you, you remember Jemmy, Benjamin? <laughs> Look at him dying. 
guy in the because Jeremy had like this more uh, native Australian Aboriginal uh, point of view, right? He's able to see the beauty in it. I think that's kind of the same with like music and other things. Mm. Like it's only until we are able to <coughs> see the light, <laughs> Benjamin. I feel like getting arrowed. Yes. Uh, context because uh, like light is a central theme in that book. So. <laughs> I see. Hence, brings back memories. Ben- Benjamin has fond memories of it, as you can see. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. very nice. Just throw it, very just nice. throw it, it's over. <laughs> where, where's, my, where's my copy? <laughs> yeah, so, I think that's kind of the same with music, where like, uh, it's only when you're able to see things from a different point of view, are you able to like really appreciate it as a genre. Some, some very clear genres of music that I think only if you need, uh, no, only if you b- view it from a certain point of view, you'll be able to appreciate it. It's like noise music. There's no noise music. Yeah. yeah. You know, Ivano? I've, I've, I've seen some, I've, I've heard some at least. Heard? Which, which ones? I was exposed to it because of like, uh, just, just a random video that was kind of introducing different like genres of music. Very jarring and... Yeah, so, oh, so, do you like actually? So they had sound like as a genre one of them that they were introducing and I was uh, I was I was perplexed uh, I, <laughs> I guess you could say yeah um, alright like uh, Ivano you wanna just like give some context as to what noise music is you know for our listeners at home if like or like I, your idea of what noise music is I, I don't know if I can but I guess it's just using let's try, let's try. It's, it's it's a very experimental type of uh, music where you just get as you say sound noise from whatever you can mostly maybe different ways of playing different instruments that's, that's one thing I can see a lot uh, in, in the ones that I've heard at least yeah. like just basically using noise in different ways to produce music and I know that sounds like what music is but it's very different in a way. It's, a, it's a different way of looking at music mm. I guess and like if you if you don't really like understand how to appreciate it like you won't really get it alright to give like some context alright noise music is uh, is as Ivano described it's like experimental music and it doesn't it's, it's kind of like the equivalent of a Picasso right it doesn't really have any form doesn't really have any like uh, what it's just kind of everywhere for example there was there's this very famous uh, Japanese noise musician they're, they're all Japanese I swear <laughs> but and and there was one time while performing, like, uh, like because he has live performances, right? The entire, the entire concert, and, like, to give context, a lot of his concerts are just him, like, taking glass panels, actual glass panels, and just, like, throwing them on the floor, or, like, wow. just destroying, destroying things around him. The hotel that he performs in, or the hotels that he does perform in, constantly receive complaints. And, like, a lot of people might be like, how is this music, right? Yes, it's because you don't see the light. <laughs> it's because you're too... <laughs> Because you don't understand, you're not cultured enough. <laughs> no, I'm joking, but you know, and like to, to to understand like the insanity of it. There's one time he drove a freaking bulldozer through the hotel wall, and that was the whole freaking concert. Nobody got injured, but like there was a lot of property damage. I think there's a picture of it online. Just search like bulldozer noise music, and you'll probably be able to find it. And yeah, that's basically what noise music is. Like from what from what I understand. I think it's like, 
by watching this person destroy and whatever, right? It's it's like a cathartic release. Oh, I'm, I'm using such big words, cathartic. Oh. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very nice release. It's like for example when you you throw away like all your IV books and everything, you know, like it's tiring, but there's also a sense of letting go of that anger, that frustration. I mean, you know? our brains are definitely hardwired for like that dopamine rush, and like. Like, example, when you're firing a gun, it's like the It's like all your, your happiness, the, that specific chemicals in your brain that just like fire up. It, I mean, when you're listening to music, it's the same thing. Like, I'm not sure about noise music, like how people are into that. I personally can't be into that. It just, yeah, you see, just, like, it's hard it, to get it, into. Yeah, it doesn't trigger like these specific chemicals in my brain. It causes the appreciation for the music, which... Like, in a lot of things, like, the appreciation just, it does differ accordingly to, like, our upbringing, environment, the area. It's like, if you end up going, like, end up uh, living in a certain place, maybe your music preferences or, like, your food preferences will be more of that specific place because you have input from that. But at the same time, like, also our brain just develops from there, and if you have input from two different places, your brain just sort of, like, decides to go, oh, hey, I'll pick this and I'll pick this, and you just end up with uh, yeah. the appreciation of both, from both sides. It just does cause... Like it's, yeah, it's really an interesting, like, psychological effect. Yeah, and, like, noise, noise music, honestly, I also don't, like, really understand it. I heard one guy say, like, uh, he, he uses like noise music to cleanse his palate you know like after listening to a lot of music if he just listens to noise music for a while like entrancing and whatever and like it cleanses his palate and he can listen to like uh, his other music like in a new like no that's bullshit <laughs> I mean it does make sense to me yes that's like, weird oh what the hell I, I listen I tried listening to it before I mean it's an interesting sound but like I don't know, I don't I don't get it. I'm not. Um, I'm, I'm it not it wouldn't be on my playlist as I go on the bus, you know. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't. It really wouldn't. I think it, it would make me go. It would just make me tip over and just lose my balance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if you think like, about no the, offense to anyone any listeners, but yes. Yeah. Sorry, Ashley. No, 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 like if you think about the language of it, noise music itself is like an oxymoron already. So it's very hard to yeah, imagine yeah. how noise can be uh, constituted like, as music. I guess like it's uh noise music is more to do with context a lot of the time. Mm. It's like if you understand what is happening in the background, like what uh, caused this music to be created, it also gives a lot more meaning to the music. Wow. It's like it's like it's like the modern art, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got, yeah. Like, it's almost like, you got, it's like, like you have a freaking dot on the canvas or like somebody punching through the canvas and it's like, oh that's a that's a piece of art. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then that's, that's what I was, I was also thinking about, that is the parallels of that with, like, what we, what we call, like, what we think of as art, you know, like, just mm. paintings right. and stuff. Uh, Ivano, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but you look like you're having a stroke or a rave right I'm now. A, <laughs> I'm, a gesti- I'm a gesticulator, it's fine. <laughs> Try offing it and awning it again. Yeah. Oh, awesome. There we go. Oh, oh, there we go. I got, I'm an IT expert. <laughs> you're an IT okay. expert. <laughs> Do you want to repeat what you last said, or is it okay? What did I yeah, last yeah. say? Um, we're talking about noise music or something. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, it's parallels between mm. uh, this music, this type of music with 
uh, modern art movements, uh, how they are trying to, because they've been stuck in conventions for so long, right? so paradigm shift, break out of that convention and enter a new stage, right? So I feel like noise tries to uh, emulate that by breaking the conventions of music, like, you know, what we think, what we think of music, time signatures, notes, yeah. melodies, whatever, and then it just it just distances itself away from that in order to formulate something new, try to make yeah, something. Like yeah, like cubism, law. Yeah, yeah exactly. So <laughs> yeah, but but anti art like actually as a movement, I think originally it was to show what wasn't art. It's like the 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 urinal. Remember, men right. men put a urinal in a museum. Law art, art, art. no. But he, he did that as like a statement. He wanted to say, this is not art, guys. This, this, is right. this has set way far from psychology. <laughs> yes. So you're like, commenting on art now. Art no. You know what I say, psychology is a terrible idea. Oh, oh my <laughs> gosh. Roll credit. credit. Look at Ben's okay, face. We don't need any more episodes, it's fine. Uh, I did it. Roll <laughs> credit. credit. Yes, we're going to rig in cash from now on. No need to thank me. Maybe a little bit, but you know. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, so what's the next? <laughs> okay, coming back. Yes. So, um, what do you think music psychology means? Have you guys heard of the term? Music psychology? Yeah, just... Music? Throwing a bombshell here. I mean, I've heard... Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. I've I've heard of it before I think because like I've I've met up with the counselor for <laughs> reasons, <laughs> but <laughs> and music like the counselor knew that I was I was into music also and so I was like talking to me about music psychology or something like like I I I think if I'm not wrong wait no I mean I'm I'm honestly not very sure though, but it's it's like what like which piece of music do you relate to or something listening or like listening to music to kind of like deal with the problems that they have or making music maybe mm. something like that very interesting what? it's quite interesting yeah like okay uh, like I mean I do know that like, music psychology is how our brains perceive music like the musical elements and it I mean it can be used in therapy because a lot of things can be used in therapy like there's such things as like uh, play therapy mm. or uh, art music therapy, therapy. Yeah, art or, like, therapy art therapy and like because each individual section it plays to a specific part of, like specifically music psychology it specific music plays to specific parts of your brain and it helps to I'm not sure what music psychology yeah. can be but music therapy can be used for I'm guessing it's mostly uh, trauma or anger management based off what uh, I know and like it helps to just uh relieve that mental stress of that specific incident yeah. and probably also I'm guessing it could be used at the same time. Uh, uh Benjamin you, you got caught oh. off there for oh. a while. Like, I'm I'm guessing it can also be used in like hypnotherapy and stuff because yeah, uh oh, like, I mean music is wired to your brain, so interesting. Okay. But personally like I, I do use music to kind of like deal with my with my um uh how how do I how do I say this using non non bad language? Emotions. Deal with my uh, <laughs> emotions, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, for example, I have a new uh, a new album coming out. Oh, shameless plug right here. called, you know, spoilers, spoilers, <laughs> but it's called, it's called like, I know what he loves you for and it's not for your money. And like, it's kind of to de- a way to deal with like my emotional baggage from like uh, failed relationships, etc. in the past, you know. But my, oh, my fear of rejection. Oh, oh. <laughs> Bruh, I've gotten rejected so many goddamn times. Legit, man. And like... <laughs> And like making making this album called I Know What He Loves You For and It's Not For Your Money is like it I, I shout a lot into the microphone and like it, it feels very it, it feels good, you know. If <laughs> like I feel like I can can I can make the music and then once it's all in the in the paper, I can just walk I mean it's it's all in, in the in the song. Listen to it, I can understand it and then I can walk away from it which is the most important part. And it really allows me to like let go of a lot of these things. The fact that I can just walk away from my problems. Personified <laughs> uh, yeah. in the form of music. Yeah. That's really awesome. I feel like it's kind of taking... Because uh, music itself is a medium of uh, knowledge and emotions, basically. Mm. You're putting your thoughts, you're putting your ideals, you're putting your emotions right into this... Uh, mo- mo- uh, mostly three minute piece or four minute piece, right? Like, you're you're oh, giving. It can be, can be however giving, yeah. long you want. Okay. Uh, yes. Like, it's it's like uh, it's giving physical form to something that's already intangible to yourself, mm-hmm. and so by doing that, it's kind of you're 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 grounding it into reality. You're you're giving it a form that you can do something to. Maybe you, you can share it if you're if you're if you can't really share your emotions with other people like by talking. Yeah. Just give you a way to share emotions. You can, as uh, James does, maybe uh, lock it into this uh, thing that you have and then just set it aside. Be something that you can move past and let go. I, I guess that's that's just the strength of music in, in a way. Or not just... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Or not just music, but even like horror movies and things, right? It's like after you watch a horror movie, it's like scary and everything. But then you also got to remember that, you know, you can just walk away and forget about the movie instead of like real life problems which you can't do that to. Oh, yes. I mean you could technically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the catharsis that you talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's probably why art is so prevalent, why art became yeah. such an important part of uh, us as a human, as yeah. a human culture, as a human Definitely. society. Because it is such a strong, as you say, catharsis, very big word, I know, but it's a very, very strong release of all these emotions, very uh, succinct, very explosive uh, form, and uh, and it's pleasing, it's entertaining at the same time, so, you know, what's in there not to love? Benjamin, Benjamin, the, the, the power of storytelling. Okay, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not going to ask. I am getting... Completely literature. <laughs> I'm sorry, Benjamin. <laughs> Next! <laughs> I had to do it. Rip, I had to rip, do my it. condolences. Before it gets a Vietnam flashback. The psychological trauma of literature in my head. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Bruh, to me, Maybe it was fun. To I love literature class. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's why I still remember all the quotes and everything. Because, like, all these books like, really meant a lot to me, you know. I actually let my mother, like, read the A Pale View of Hills and she really enjoys it 
You guys know Bellevue of Hills? Yeah, by Kazuo Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it's is a good book. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's about, okay, it's, it's, so it's linking back to like music, music psychology, right? I actually read about this uh, study while doing research for this episode, you know. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, professional, no, 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 no. professional podcast. No, 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 no. Okay. You're your host. Yeah, I'm the host, so I, I am obliged to. We as guests do not research. Yes, yes. No, that's why you're your guest. You already had the knowledge in your head. Okay, yes. So, whoa. yeah. So I came across a study on the innate nature of musicality in children. So, oh my god. It's pretty amazing. It says basically what you guys have been saying is that. We are hardwired as humans to appreciate and love music and art. So even from yeah, even from young, like we are inherent like appreciators of music. Pretty amazing. Yes. Alright, what else? Uh, yeah, th- that's it. That's it. Unless you want me to oh, read, like, it, oh. very scholarly oh, written. What, what is music psycho- uh, What is music psychology? Like, what's that whole shtick? Uh. Uh, okay, uh, next. <laughs> <laughs> I'll excuse myself. Oh no, oh no. I'll excuse Rose. myself. <laughs> World star. Oh no, she disappeared. <laughs> oh no, our Running away from our problem. <laughs> yeah. You apologize for the technical difficulty. <laughs> 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 Wait, do you have more questions or? Uh, yes, yeah. I have more questions, yes. Um, Alright, alright, go, go, go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so to round up, like, why do you think psychology studies, like, in general, is a nice addition to our understanding of life and the world? Yeah, what do you think it can add to life? I think we already addressed this. Yeah. Psycho- psychology studies? I mean... Yeah, uh, as in, knowing about psychology, like, having some contextual info about it, and how it relates to perhaps your life, or the life of people around you, or your environment. It, it gives you understanding, I guess. It's like all education allows you to do, right? It allows you to understand the mental states of other people around you. Like, for example, you know, like my father. I, I, I have a very, like, hard, hard, tough relationship with him. And so, like, if if I if I knew psychology or, like, when, when I do know psychology, like, I can understand why he gets, like, so angry and I can look back at my past with him and like better understand the whole situation surrounding that, right? Like like Etsuko from a pale view of you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Be able to like, deal with the trauma, yes. I mean like This is my whole purpose to give you guys PTSD. <laughs> like okay, like psychology is like psychological studies. It is all very like true, like it's it can be applied to like a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. Like uh like you can use it. I'm pretty sure there's a co- there are courses for like psychology with HR, mm. and like I mean, it's just it's a fundamental part of like, uh, human resources. Yeah. They hire people. Yeah. Yeah, they hire people. They do the. Uh, they manage the Ooh. team. Management. Yeah. Why yeah. I don't understand like like HR in where in like, uh, like company. government. Like company is everywhere. So like, it, it's about managing the the. The welfare of the company and the workers. Mm. Commonly, you believe when I say <laughs> trade union, <coughs> labor <coughs> union. Yeah, but like yeah, psychology is is a very important like aspect because without it, we can't understand how 
minds work. We can't understand a lot of things. It's very interesting because I, especially when we understand how more. Mm. Yeah. Side point and controversial view. I think a lot of psychology is just <clears throat> BS though. Like, I, I'm quite sure like half of the psychologists have no idea what they're doing. They're just like, they do this and the person reacts this way. It is a science yeah. It is a very... Do you think Freud really knew what he was doing when he yeah. wrote a freaking paper about how sons are attracted to their mothers? Do you really think he knew what he was doing? Actually, <laughs> it's a... Freudian there are, there are theory. Some, there are some truths there. Yeah. yeah. It's not... No, no, no. No, as in... It's, it's, it's all based on theories, right? Yeah. These theories are fun- fundamentally... Yeah. Or just guesses on what is and what isn't because Bruh, mm. it's, Benjamin, your, that's what human sciences your, your, is, what? like and and some natural sciences also like um is continuous theory refinement observation experiment and theory again. A lot, sort of a lot of the time, I think it's just a <coughs> BS though because like I I don't know you, most most people I'm quite sure they just like I think they kind of know and like it kind of works sometimes. But also, like, most of the time, it just doesn't work at all, you know? Look, look at how many people, like, uh, gone to counselling or gone to therapy and, like, just gone out, like, exactly the same. It, it's a difficult process. And, like... They do say uh, that counselling is a long-term process. But, yeah. Yeah, it's very long-term. Yeah, it's like, it's like, why is it... Why would it be so long-term if, like, it was more effective, you know? I understand that, like, it, it takes a very long time to work through. But, like, four years, really... I mean, <laughs> Okay, it's uh, this is a completely different from what we started out with. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, like so, basically, different traumas depending on how. Okay, this is my own experience and my own point of view and what I studied. Studied. Uh, but like it's based off like our own traumas and how deeply rooted these specific traumas are. Like, for example, if you've experienced uh trauma when you were young. That kind of trauma can lead to things such as maybe dissociative identity disorder, or maybe even uh things like uh PTSD from young, which can cause especially since you're young when your brain is just developing, if you don't get treatment at those ages, and you let it fester for a long time, your brain develops with these things in your head, mm-hmm. which results in you needing like five years, six years. Maybe you won't even like even with psychology, you won't even be able to understand what goes on in your brain and or even like change it permanently yeah. yeah don't even be able to change it permanently because yeah. your brain developed with these things so now you're just like it's ah, like yes. it's like another half of my life yeah I agree with getting treatment I'm mm-hmm. just saying like I'm quite sure psychologists have like no idea what they're doing half the time <laughs> it's just um, like screwing around doing random experiments if it yeah. works it works I if mean, it doesn't <laughs> Technically, you can apply that to scientists as well because technically, <laughs> you also don't know what's but happening with, in the real world. But with physical science, okay, we're going to get into DOK here. Okay, okay, let's not talk about physical science, please. <laughs> I think, please. I think no, that's social science is only accurate. Like, you, you understand what is happening in physical science. In human science, it's like, why? Physical science can be wrong too. The main point of contention here is because that human scientists are just like the the the. The target of human sciences is just uh, humans. It's just so anomalous, so yeah. uh, unique to like each other. So strange, yes, because there isn't uh, a one law that just 
uh, applies to every single person because yeah. there are so many anomalies that can happen, so many different ways that our brains can be wired. Yeah. Even if they are fundamentally wired the same way, they can still be wired differently. Yeah, because so, each person has a different set of DNA, personalities, and you're exposed to a different set of circumstances from young until now. In conclusion, it's basically trying to do a science experiment, a physical science experiment, where you cannot control any of the factors. Fix the variables, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And so, so, so you conclusion. have 15 million independent variables yeah. and one dependent variable. Yeah. In conclusion, psychologists have no idea what they're doing, everybody. Like, yeah, <laughs> but they're it. trying their best. But they're trying yes, they're their trying best. best. That's what's important. Oh, not really though. I wouldn't say they wouldn't exactly know what they're doing because like our brain is very complicated, it's very complex. Mm. Not one brain like the way we the way our brain develops, it makes it even more complicated because not one person's brain like different people's brains are different from each other. The and like uh, from what I know, the and even the anatomy is different because of Different uh, factors. Uh, different factors, like your individual life experiences, everything. Yeah. It just it makes it harder for like uh psychologists to do stuff, but it does sort of result in creating theories that can sort of relate people with similar life experience to each other. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, I agree. By with getting like by um, getting case studies you can see there's like a reference to how this person would got better. So yeah. maybe how a similar way of uh, solving it can help you. Yeah. yeah like say someone with dementia. always just inching closer and closer to the truth. Always inching closer to how we can help more people mm. uh, through understanding more people. Yeah. I mean, people are not computers. Like you can go into com- go into a computer and like hack into the code and see what the computer is made out of and how its logic flows, right? But you can't do the same thing with people, you know? So it's really a lot of, like, a psychologist I know, like, used to say that his work is all guesswork. Like, yeah. I mean, he was being he modest, no I'm sure. He no idea what but, he's doing. <laughs> yeah, but it really is sort of, kind of like, guesswork, as in, he has theory, but in therapy, he also engages with, that's, that's why engaging with the, 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 what do you call it, the client is so important. Yeah, because you kind of like, experiment here and there, and you, you find out the slowly, like you mind the psychological makeup in that sense, to kind of do your work, do your magic. Yeah. Anyway, so Benjamin, why are you a cat person? <laughs> <laughs> what? Of it. Oh, we don't need to see what you see next to her. Don't you see Ashley? 
Don't you see? We are trying to come to a conclusion. Which is better, objectively, dogs or cats? There is no objective truth, James. It's only an illusion. Gosh. We have to. That is so cute. Oh my gosh. It's like a cuddly, like, like what do you call However, it? Booster. Objection. <laughs> objection. Bias. Bias. Wait, it's have you guys have you guys seen Gigantamax Pokemon? Like, yeah, it's basically that. It's like Gigantamax Gigantamax meow. Of course. Yes. <laughs> but but oh you had to like cats so that you got that toy, right? Mm. Like you oh, like chicken cats. Chicken or the egg, you know. Kid. I, I have. I so have so to say so that. that like sparked your liking of cats. Sparked your really. love for cats. I'm, I'm, I'm deadly afraid of it. <laughs> you guys, you guys, you guys know what happened with Shane Dawson and like his whole. Next, thing. we can we can talk about this next. <laughs> next, <laughs> next yeah. Wait, no, do you guys know? No, 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 yeah, next. I, I'm muting you, James. I know. I'm muting you. You know, Eva. Uh, ben, you were talking uh, about love, cats. Love for cats, love for cats. <laughs> I mean, it just depends on like your individual life experiences, how your brain just develops everything. And what do you find cute? Like, do, do, do I need I to give context for the Jane Dawson? No, we're not going to no, talk about Jane really, Dawson. Really, really, Let Ben we're talk. In the video. Ben, continue. Like, I don't mind dogs and cats. Rabbit, maybe. But like, yeah, uh, when it comes down to the psychology of like, what animals you prefer, it's, again, it's very complicated. It's like, it sort of has to do with individually the life experiences, how it's shaped up your individual preferences. Like some people prefer maybe low maintenance, so there'll be more of like a cat because all you need to do is just leave out the litter box, leave out the food at the specific time, leave the water out. Yeah. But you just have to like clear the fur out of everything, right? Yeah, generally lesser, lower maintenance than dogs because like, dogs you have to go walk them or like yeah. give them ample space yeah. to run and walk. What's your, yeah. what's your counter argument actually? Uh, <laughs> I mean, Speaking all of what Ben has said is true. Like cats are definitely however, lower maintenance. However, However, you know, <laughs> dogs are like more lively, they're more, they're more like excitable, they're loyal, and they're cute. Yes. I mean, cats are cute too. It depends on like what specific, like how your individual life experiences build up. Oh so my god, those, like, psychology of Specific dogs. attributes in like pets. Ah, yes. I'm gonna okay. say something. Very interesting, yeah. I don't want you guys to like brand me as a furry for saying this, but like I feel. Why? Why like, is a version of furries, man? <laughs> what the hell? No, I just, I just, I'm just. It's okay, not, I'm a furry too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, next, if I know, if I know, say something. Say something. So, say sorry. something. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Why do you guys react that way? Just to clarify. Sorry, I'm interrupting, but. Do you know uh, what a furry? Is? A furry is someone who don't, likes don't, likes furry wait. animals, right? No! Oh my god! It depends on who you're talking to. Ivano, yeah. Ivano, Ivano. Okay, I take back what I said about me being a furry. Okay, good. Uh, basically, <laughs> I, I feel like it's it's like having a friend, right? Because a pet is basically uh, a friend of yours. Just like some may may put it very similar to a partner. I'll just put that out there. But a lot of people will see them as a friend. Yeah, maybe Something a family member, right? So, uh, it depends on what kind of people you like to hang out with. Maybe you like people who are more uh, jumpy, who are more energetic. Maybe then you'll be more of a dog person. 
if you like people who are more laid back, calm, you know, more like introspective, maybe a cat, like, mm. uh, to your preferences. I mean, you could be a more constructor. <laughs> if you like long people. So actually, what do you like about dogs? Hmm. <laughs> well, I like that. I mean, to take the no, example no, of my no, dog, no, he's, <laughs> he's extremely, like, excitable and, like, yeah, when, when, when I wake up in the morning and, like, go out of my room, right, he, he, the first thing he does is, like, wag his tail and come to greet me, you know. And when I come home oh, from school, so yeah, he'll be, like, jump, like, running around, like, hey, hello, welcome home. So, it's, All yeah, right. it's really nice, yeah. Anyway, do you have any idea how you'll feel when he dies? That's a horrible <laughs> subject matter to bring up. Oh, I mean, I think that when, yeah, I think that we will feel obliged to be sad at any loss, be it a pet or like a person. So. Dude, I I've never owned a pet, so like I don't know what that's like. What what that's like? Do you guys have you guys lost pets before? They do say that um losing pets as like children, like taking care of pets as children, is a good way to teach your kids about like grief and loss. Yeah. Uh, I've never. That's what they say. <laughs> I've technically never had a pet, but you... when I when I was like a baby, so two thousand three, four, uh, oh. my my siblings had a dog, and they basically died like while oh, I was shit. still young. No. So I didn't I didn't really know anything about it, but I I knew that they were really sad about it. I, I know I'm it sure like, they were. Yeah. It, it it felt like a family member passing on, like because they were so they were so close already. And we never had a pet since then. Uh, Wait, so like none of you guys experienced a, like a pet loss before? No, I've never. Shit, man. Not yet. I, I don't know. Pet, pet, pet losses always like seem so sad, you know. You got these movies about like the dogs and everything. People cry over like the dog dying. <laughs> Instead of like people actually dying, it's like people die. Oh, okay. I mean, it is like... Like, Wait, Ben, can you repeat? Yeah, you're cutting off a lot. I mean, like, yeah, it is a psychological, like, uh, attachment to our pet. Because, like, I mean, you spend most of your time with them. If you're, like, I mean, unless you go out for, like, school and for, like, work. Normally, you're spending most of your time with them at home. Like, when you sleep, you're going to be, depending on, like, uh, depending on, I mean, obviously, on the size of your pet or some stuff, but, like, you're, they're gonna be right next to you, or they're gonna be in bed with you, and they're gonna be like on your face or something. Yeah. And then, and and then like when you wake up, they're like there. So obviously, like, I mean, it's better than a partner. Am I right? I mean, I'm right. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I think it's but, like that emotional like, attachment, right? It's it's a very Literally, it's a very yeah. psycho- like we treat them as like actual humans after a while because yeah we just experience like, even more than humans. I think for some. Even more than humans, because humans don't don't care about you. They don't give up, you know. <laughs> and they just like kind of see you, and they just like hi, bye, and like whatever. But dogs, like they'll like go up to you and be like, oh, right. I I, don't know, I don't know how it like what's it like. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> um. I mean, I would dis I would disagree lah on a universal level. I do think that people have the capacity to love each other. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that a pet is more. Um, yeah, precious. Da- David, David Maluf disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, do you, do you, 
because you... because remembering Babylon, like it talks about. Okay, rounding up on our session today. <laughs> no, no, it talks yes, about like the capacity of humans. Yes, yes, yes. Let's do the ritual episode. Like seriously, yes, that'll be damn fun. No. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, Ivano, yes. What? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> So distracted right now. Why are you doing Ivano? Why are you doing? I was just thinking about uh one of James' points, but uh he just offhandedly mentioned uh how uh some movies will use like uh pet deaths instead of like actual character deaths uh, as a form of like uh to to evoke the emotional sadness that the mm. scene needs. Of course, I was I was thinking. I guess it makes sense. Uh, like kind of logically as a way to introduce. Death, you know, introduce these emotional catharsis, uh, because of how close they are to actual like people that we you know, like has actual friends, actual families, actual people. But I feel like they use animals because they are fundamentally not human, and so it is kind of skirting around the idea of introducing death to children, uh, the idea of just uh, protecting What's... them from the idea of death. Of, or like, uh, of your friends, of your uh, family, like, because when we're, when we're young, we don't really want uh, a, a lot of our parents, a lot of uh, adults, don't want our children to uh, ex- uh, be uh, exposed to death, sex, uh, all these kind of taboos, right? And I feel I feel that's kind of detrimental in our society. Uh, I feel like as children, they should uh, be introduced to the uh, concept of death very early on so that they can learn to accept it to understand that it's a very natural process, it's a very natural and uh, normal thing to happen. Of course it would be sad, yes, you, uh, it, it will be very sad, but at least you can understand that and 